Hey, Josh. Hi, Nicole. It looks like we're back with another bonus episode of the Organ Transition Podcast. Where are we headed to today? Usually these bonus episodes have time travel, but today we're not traveling anywhere because today's episode is about work. And you know what? What? Work should be happening in the present. Work does happen in the present, and people are always thinking about work. Let's hear from some students about what they want to do. I want to be in the culinary arts. I want to work with horses. I want to be a math teacher. I want to be a CNA, a certified nursing assistant. I want to be a construction engineer. I want all of those students to get all of those jobs. I love hearing that they're so excited about their future potential. It's pretty inspiring, isn't it? It's pretty amazing to hear these students have such fantastic post-secondary goals. And that feeling of wanting students to work and that feeling of wanting to help them support their dreams and their future, it isn't unique in our line of work. Erica Drake and I work for the Office of Developmental Disability Services as a Regional Employment Specialist for Central Oregon. That's Erica Drake and Erica Drake is such a powerhouse and advocate for students working. I think that everybody with the right supports and who want to work have the right to work and access their community. I heard something recently at a conference that uh, a lady said, I think from Hawaii, that people have not only a right to get in the workforce, but people also have a right to um, not live in poverty. And work gives us access to money and income so that we can do the things that we love in our community. So work is is not only a source of income, but it's also a source of how you access your community for recreational and leisure and how you meet potential friends or partners. So it also gives you a way to um, engage in your community and be a, a contributing citizen. I really loved what Erica said because work is really more than just work. It gets you ingrained in your community. It gives you a purposeful life. You get those connections. I agree. I think of work as a starting point. I think of work as a means to get you that independent apartment that you want or the recreational or leisure opportunities that you want. And it also gives you confidence and empowerment and a sense that you're contributing. And I think these are all things that are very important to anyone. Absolutely. But it's not always easy for everybody to get there on their own. And that's when it's appropriate to go to VR. And speaking of vocational rehabilitation... I sat down a couple of weeks ago with Sabrina Cunliffe, who is the branch manager of the Eugene Vocational Rehabilitation Office. And we talked about the idea of students being ready to work. So Sabrina, let's say I, I came in and I said, I have a student, I don't think he's ready to work yet. Um, Josh, you're asking me my trigger question. Um, <laughs> So the, the VR lens, the employment first lens, does not believe in a readiness model. It's like, um, when is anybody ever ready? Uh, when is a typically developing kid ready? And so um, that n the notion of readiness is not how we look at it and how teachers should look at it or how the students themselves should look at it. It should be more of a question of, what supports do I need to be successful working? Not deficit-based, what have I not done to be ready? So put it in the, in the scope of 
what is it that that I need to be successful versus what's wrong with me that's making me not successful. And a readiness model kind of says you don't have what it takes and a support model looks at it from with these things I can do what I need to do. And so if we can sort of change our thinking around that and, and think about um, students just like we would any typically developing teenager, um, we'd get a lot farther rather than labeling them through a disability lens. Oregon is an employment first state, which means anyone who wants to work can work with the right support. Absolutely. And I think that Sabrina is a huge proponent of that. But she's also a realist, which all of us need to be. Students and people in general, we all have these huge dreams of what we want to be. And I think it's always a great thing to aspire to. But when it's your first job, sometimes you got to think a little bit smaller. So for a VR doesn't need to be dream crushers. They can have that as their ultimate goal. Mm -hmm. They can want to be a voice actor as their ultimate goal. But what sometimes fail to do is walk that back and have those hard conversations with that individual and say, yeah, I wanted to be a teacher. I wanted to do exactly what I'm doing, but I've had 17 jobs before I was a teacher. My first job when I got out of high school, I worked at Dairy Queen, mm -hmm. and then I swept at some hockey field, and then I did inventory, and you know all of so talk to them about all of the different skills and interests that you might not have had, but that you built through having those jobs that weren't what you wanted to do. Don't let them lose sight of their ultimate dream, and then maybe find different things that are within jobs that are entry-level jobs to gain that basic work experience mm -hmm. and that um, in the world of VR it's a horrible word and I hate it but it's called work hardening and that's um, the concept of getting up every day doing something you don't want to do because you've got to do it because you've made a commitment because it's the responsible thing to do and that's work and so when families set an expectation for typically developing kids you got to get a job. That same expectation should be for kids with disabilities. Mm -hmm. And so how do we do that through a lens of accommodation, through seeing whatever it is that their barriers are to that and helping them realize um, that they can do that, yet at the same time not giving up on that end goal and getting that job doing Dairy Queen and then thinking that they have to be there for 50 years. Because VR is not a one stop shop. Mm -hmm. We have people that come to get new jobs and advance in their career all the time. My goal is to get a job to work with children. I want to be a programmer. My dream job is making everywhere accessible. So anyone can work, Josh. Anyone can work. So we're going to hear back from Erica Drake about someone who had the dream of working and made it a reality. Yeah, let's do it. Sure, I have a family I've worked with in um, Eastern Oregon who um, they have been told that their son couldn't work for most of his life. He's around my age, um, so middle 40s, and he, his family thought that he would never um, have access to work. So they met me in Employment First with the role I have. I sort of, um, how do I say it, I challenged them to maybe think 
outside of that premise that their son couldn't work. And so we hooked the family and the individual up with vocational rehabilitation services. And this gentleman happens to use a chair to get around the world. Um, He has another way to communicate than verbally. He uses an iPad or gestures. And he now has a competitive integrated job in his community. The community members um, enjoy seeing somebody other than what they perceive as typical in their community. He makes tips on his job. And one of the things that um, solidified to me why everyone can work when I was at his place of employment with his mom and dad, and we were waiting for him to come pick up delivery, and he looked across the room when he came in with his wheelchair and he saw his mom and he got the most beautiful grin on his face and she her eyes lit up like a Christmas tree and the two had this beautiful moment of engagement where he was proud to see his mom at work and she was proud to see her son in the community working in a competitive integrated job and that image is engraved in my head and that keeps me moving forward to make sure that I spread the message that everyone can work no matter what their ability. I think the message of today's episode is that anyone can work and that there's lots of supports out there for people that need that extra help when finding work. I agree. You want support? Here's a message from Youth Transition Program Specialist throughout the state. Can I get everybody to say as loud as they can, everyone can work? One, two, three. That was recorded at the 2019 Youth Transition Program Summer Academy in honor of Peter Fitzgerald, who is retiring. Peter is a Youth Transition Program Technical Assistance Provider and is on the Oregon Transition Podcast Board of Directors. He has had a long career of supporting youth achieving their dreams of paid employment. This bonus episode featured students from Taft High School in Lincoln City, Mohawk High School in Marcola, Wings Transition Program in Corvallis. Thank you all for sharing your post-secondary vocational goals with us. Well, that wraps up Season 1 of the Oregon Transition Podcast. Thanks for listening. It's been a blast. We're looking forward to catching you on the flip side in Season 2. When's that coming out? Who knows? Hopefully September? Hopefully September. So until then, peace peace out, pod people. people!